0: I noticed a very large, white, what I thought was a man. You could see some skin, but you could also see some hair. The hair kind of had a flow to it. When I screamed and I pointed at it, we... She just said, we're staying in the house, we're locking the doors, she got her shotgun.
1: This is the Crypto Creatures Podcast. I am Brian, and with me as always is my co-host, Todd. What's going on, buddy?
2: Hey, man, um am going to do something a little bit different today. We got a couple guests coming on. Um, we got Jeremy yeah. talking about his Bigfoot encounter. And then we got Seth coming on. Uh, Seth had uh, some incidences going on when he was camping with his uh, Boy Scout uh, group um, down in Kentucky. So we'll bring him on as well and see what he's got to say. You had good holidays and all that stuff?
1: Oh, yeah. Yep, everything went well. Cool. Everybody's cool. still kicking. Yep.
2: Looking forward to a new year. Let's hope this one's better than the last two.
1: Yeah, let's hope. (laughs) Let's hope something's got to give.
2: It's either going to get better or. Heaven forbid it gets worse.
1: Yeah, no kidding. (laughs) I don't think it can. Jeez.
2: So until then, I'm just going to keep. We're just going to keep kicking out shows for people to listen
1: to. That's right. We're going to keep doing it.
2: Well, let's bring these guys on and talk to them. What do you say? Yeah, let's get them. Okay, here we go.
1: Hey, Jeremy. Welcome to the show. Thank you. Jeff, yes, good having you. Thanks Thank for, sure.
0: for having me.
2: So, Jeremy, you grew up in Oklahoma and um, you still reside there. Um, you also had some encounters or an encounter there, and your cousin possibly did too. Why don't you tell us how old were you when, when you had this encounter?
0: I was seven. Seven. It wasn't long before. The birth of my brother.
2: Okay. Okay. And what was going on that day? Um, What were you doing? What was happening? What led into it?
0: School had just started back up for the fall. Uh, I would come home after school, watch afternoon cartoons, Transformers, He-Man, all the good stuff. Uh, my, My mom was at work. My grandmother would come across to get me. By across, I mean she had uh, about a five-acre pond with a dam across it. And so she would come across, get me after school and after cartoons, take me over to her house to stay. And then when my mother would get home, we'd have dinner over at her house. And so this one day, she had come to get me. We were walking across typical conversation of how school and all that. And I had noticed something in this area that used to be forest, but a company had come in and cleared almost all the trees, leaving just a few pines and cedar. And I noticed a very large white, what I thought was a man. It did have white hair on its head, not really a furry face or anything like that. It was, not wearing any kind of clothes. It had long arms that were only slightly hairy. I screamed, which got her attention. She wanted to know what was going on. I pointed at it and she just grabbed me in her arms and ran to the house and she locked the doors until my grandfather got home. What? Wow.
2: How far away were you from this from this thing when you saw it, you think?
0: We were probably, I would say, two to three hundred yards, maybe. Okay. We were up on a dam, which was down about 50 feet, and then out into this cleared out area.
2: Mm-hmm. And you say um, it didn't have a lot of hair on its arms. Could you see a lot of its skin? or?
0: Yeah, you could see some skin. But you could also see some hair. The hair kind of had a flow to it, kind of like if it was a breeze mm-hmm. and as it was striding through. And then when I screamed and I pointed at it, it had took a short run to a one big cedar that had been left behind. It kind of looked like it was trying to hide from us behind that.
2: Hmm. What color was its skin? Could you see that from that far away?
0: It was kind of, the best I can describe it is kind of the tone of how an albino's skin is. Kind of that not quite white, but peachy color. Mm-hmm. Not as dark though as a, somebody who's not albino.
2: So did you see its facial features at all?
0: I was scared, so I'm not quite sure on the facial features. In my mind at that age, I was just like, that is a very big man.
2: Describe a little bit more if you can. I mean, you said it was tall. It was, was it obviously, was it lanky? Was it solid?
0: It was lanky, but you could definitely tell there was some muscle tone there.
2: How fast was it moving? Could it move pretty quick?
0: When it ran, yeah, it, it covered quite a bit of ground in just a short time. But it, when, before it started running, it was just casually walking and looking around and stuff. But you
2: couldn't really pick out any facial features on this thing?
0: I couldn't. I was. I remember I was being scared, and then my grandmother, what really made this stick in my head was this was the first time she was scared that I could ever remember. Cool. and. This is coming, This woman, she's wrestled the hogs and cattle and all that her whole life. So, But you said she... Her being scared, scared me more.
2: Yeah. She didn't see it or she did see it?
0: She did see it.
2: She did see it. Okay. Yeah. So what did you guys say? I mean, what was, what was spoken after you got back to the house?
0: We, she just said, we're staying in the house. We're locking the doors. She got her shotgun just in case. And then when my grandfather got home, his wanted to know why the doors were locked. She told him that we'd seen something. She didn't know what it was, but she didn't feel safe. And so she locked all the doors. Then my grandfather got his gun and went out. And by that time, my mom had gotten home also. So my grandmother, my mother, and myself were all on this dam overlooking what my grandfather go through. And then he got to the tree and examined and all that. He worked for uh, forestry back then. Mm-hmm.
2: Oh, did he? Okay.
0: And he did find some footprints. He didn't see what it was. And so when he came back, he was just like, oh, yeah, it was a Sasquatch. It's not going to bother us.
2: So he thought it was a Sasquatch based on the prints?
0: Yes. Okay.
2: So you said your cousin had some run-ins with this thing too, you thought, or?
0: Yes, about a couple of months later, because she had called my grandfather, scared, saying that something big and white was behind her house at her building, messing with stuff. And so he drove to her house, It, it was about 16 miles west of us, and then... <clears throat> later, when he brought her back, because she was scared, and she started describing it to us. And I and my grandmother were like, that's what we saw out in the pear cat area.
2: Did he describe it the same way you did? Did he Did he tell you exactly what he saw? Or? Uh,
0: it was dark, so um, she didn't get quite a good look at it. She just said it was big and white look like a giant man. Also around that time, there were a lot of people, kids at schools, and "Oh, yeah, my father, we had an encounter with a UFO and things like that in our area. Some of them, since we're kind of a heavy forest, especially back then and in the mountains, people were seeing things all the time.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah. I know Oklahoma can get, uh, people probably think of it as a flat, you know, wheat, corn kind of state, but
1: it's probably pretty weird right. in some areas. Yeah, there's a uh, quite a bit of especially alien activity out that way.
2: As a kid, that young, it had to have been hard to go to sleep at night, and you've had to think about it a lot. Did it do? Did it do a lot of um, emotional things to you?
0: Being kind of a, I guess, active imagination kid, I don't think it really affected me much emotionally, other than knowing that. Hey, that was the first time I ever seen my grandmother scared of anything. It never stopped me from going out and exploring the woods or the mountains.
2: Yeah. Do you think she'd ever seen seen it out there before?
0: My grandfather, he's always told us stories about stuff that he's encountered and seen. Uh, from like cryptid creatures to supernatural things, never anything extraterrestrial.
2: Mm hmm.
0: Yeah. Well, he mentioned. He told us about going into old mines and stuff and finding creatures.
2: Oh, yeah? Like what did he say? Bigfoot or something like that?
0: He never really said what they were because he didn't know. But he. Just, reasons why some mines had been abandoned in our local area was because creatures would become mischievous and start not really attacking people, but driving them off.
2: You said this thing's hair had some kind of a glow to it. Um, can you go into a little bit more detail about that? Was it a shiny kind of look?
0: It or was, was it? I, I don't know if I'd really call it shiny. It just, it stood out. It, it You could definitely pinpoint it, like even just, like movement. It stood out. I, I couldn't really say it had like any kind of nimbus of light around it or anything like that. So I'm looking at the map
1: of Oklahoma. You got, uh, mm-hmm. th- three of the big native American nations out there. Are you close to those Are you're on that side yep. of the state, Cherokee, the Choctaw and the Chickasaw. Yeah. I'm in Choctaw nation that makes a lot of more sense now. Yeah, it does. It would, be, uh, it would almost, probably feel safer in a, in one of the nations. So.
2: Jeremy, what do you think this thing was? You saw really, I mean, do you think it was real as far as uh, flesh and blood? Do you think it was alien related? Do you think it was paranormal? What, I mean, obviously paranormal, but uh, did you ever get a I, hold of I it? I would
0: say it was flesh and blood. I mean, my grandfather said it left footprints and with its reaction of kind of fear I would have to say it was something definitely living now whether or not it was something from earth or from uh, another planet another reality or whatever I, I could not say on that
2: I'm surprised there's not been a lot more I bet if we look that up there's probably been a lot of Bigfoot sightings in that area too I'm sure there has. Or and UFO kind of science. Yeah.
0: OSBI and FBI come into our area due to a Bigfoot supposed attack on an oil rig. Okay. Wow. Now, I think that was in the early 2000s can when you, that happened.
2: Can you tell us a little bit about that? Did you know that story at all? or
0: I only caught little bits and pieces of it. Um, It was in the Occhita Mountains. They had set up an oil, or were setting up an oil rig. And the crew that was sent in with the big equipment, tractors and stuff, said that this big ape-like thing came running out of the woods, uh, jumped on the bulldozer, and started hitting it with rock. Like, it had a rock in its hand, and was just slamming it into this bulldozer or scared the guy who bailed out and ran off to his co-workers who were in their various vehicles. And when they saw it running at them, they said they just all took off, got in their trucks and left. And when investigators supposedly came in, they found all sorts of the equipment, like sabotage, like beat and broken i didn't actually see any of that so.
2: that's funny how they attack the uh equipment like that they probably think that equipment's alive when it's uh when they watch it being operated right. or something like that but
1: they're not afraid of it obviously well it's the equipment that's doing the damage So that's true
2: yeah that's true it's knocking our trees down do you ever get out and look around for any other things again or y'all you out to investigate doing any investigating jeremy
0: oh i i go out um When I get chances and because I've always been fascinated with supernatural, paranormal, extraterrestrial stuff. And I've always searched for things and I've had other encounters with different things, but I've never had another encounter with this, anything as big or tall as this one thing we had seen.
2: I don't know that I've ever heard of a cryptid like that. I I think of a, uh, gosh, the the rake. I think of a rake. Yeah, I think of Um, a rake when I I hear about that. Now, I don't know how tall those things can get, but they're definitely. um... What time of day was this? You said you saw this thing?
0: It would have been, let's see, cartoons, I think, usually ended at about 4 or 4.30 back Mm -hmm. then. Right, yeah. And so it had been between 4.30 and 5.00. All right.
1: Yeah. I remember those good old days of those cartoons.
0: <laughs> Me too.
1: <laughs> yeah. Being out there on the reservations though, that makes a lot more sense. Um, You'll i was, see a, a bigfoot type creature out there.
2: Did it take you a long time to tell anybody as you got older about this or were you pretty open about it?
0: Uh, we were open about it with friends and family and yeah, most people that live in our area. Um, back then we didn't have very many people traveling through or anything like that from other States or anything as compared to nowadays. So it was just pretty much our community and then, you know, community would get together and tell stories of encounters they've had with things that they couldn't explain. So, I mean, I think our community was pretty open back then about things like this.
2: Yeah, sometimes today you can be called crazy for for saying that you've seen something like that, you know. But like you said, as a seven-year-old kid especially, or or as an adult, for people to see something that they don't know about or don't believe in or never heard of, um, it's going to shock the hell out of anybody, no matter what it is. You know, if you take a guy right. who's been isolated for all of his life and you take him to a zoo and he's never seen half the animals, what do you think he's going to, he's going to be like, what the heck is all this crap? You know, right. so
1: right.
2: for us to be, you know, pretty knowledgeable about everything and, and this and that as human beings and know what all exists out there because we're told and we're read, we've seen pictures
0: mm-hmm.
2: versus what yep. we haven't been told and what we haven't seen. It, it's a shock for anybody to see something like that out there, uh, whether it be a Bigfoot sure. or a right creature like you saw so and i definitely think there's government cover-up you know for you to say that the fbi came out there you know i don't think they were just doing some investigating uh why would the fbi right. why would the fbi come out and you know over some seven-year-old kid story or, or whoever's story it was um i'm sorry right. it was another story but um you think they just have the local police right. investigate it and move on but yeah i wonder um if there was more than one of those type of creatures out there, or if it was just a singular kind of
0: entity roaming around, uh, I don't know because you know I told you my cousin had seen what she described similar to it a couple of months later, but she had I think two more encounters with it, but definitely not more than six months after my encounter, and after that, nothing.
2: Did she tell you about the other two encounters at all? What happened?
0: Yeah, she said it was just kind of normal by then after her first initial encounter with it. So it wasn't like threatening or anything. She just kept her distance. Right. You because know, uh, her backyard kind of backed up against some of the forest. And so she said it would come out of the forest and rummage around her outbuildings where she kept her gardening equipment and things, but hmm. she said never tried to destroy anything. It's just more curious.
2: Well, Jeremy, we thank you for coming on and talking to us and tell us your encounter. That's a really interesting uh, creature you saw there. Well, thank you for
0: having
1: me. Not a problem. Yeah. That was a, that was a really interesting encounter. We've uh, got some more stuff we can look up and right. check into. Right. If you see it
2: again or uh, hear anything about that thing, uh, get in touch with us. Let us know.
1: Yeah, I
0: definitely will.
2: Take care and thanks again. All right.
1: Yeah, thanks for taking the time. Uh Thank you.
2: All right. Next, we're going to bring Seth on to talk about uh, his encounters while camping with the Boy Scouts down in Kentucky. So let's go ahead and bring him on. Yeah, let's get him. Seth, thanks for coming on the show, man.
3: No problem. Thanks for having me. Yeah, it's good to finally get you on.
2: So, Seth, you had an encounter, I believe, in in Kentucky, was it?
3: Yeah, uh, probably late 90s, probably like 98, 99. um, I was with a a scout group, and we were, I guess, on some private property behind, uh, uh, I guess, probably about 20 minutes away from Mammoth Cave. And they had, um, that's the way I could describe it was, it was a graveyard for train parts. Like they had uh, broken rails, they had different kinds of things. And I remember there was like this odd feeling one night. We were sitting around a campfire and one of our scout leaders was uh, telling ghost stories and all this. And I just kept looking around thinking that, that we weren't alone the entire time. And it got to this one point where, I mean, I kept hearing like a little snap or little twig snap, and then I'm thinking, oh, it's just wildlife. And we, it got to a point in one of the stories that um, my camp counts, or one of our scout leaders went off, and uh, he let off this blood curling scream, and just to try to frighten us, but come to find out, I mean, he it sounded like an actual scream, like he had seen something and he came back. It looked like he was white. One of the other scout leaders went up and talked to him and said that we needed to get into the cars because there was something there. He said, don't know what he said. It was big. Um, But we got into the car and just sat there for probably a couple hours and he went back out along with another later and then they um, said that the coast is clear we went to our tents but I swore we were just being stalked the entire night the entire time we were there um, and I guess it was like the next day we went uh, hiking and found a couple old abandoned uh, caves and I told the guys, I said, does anything seem off base to you on this? And they look down on the ground, and there are these huge footprints going into the mouths of these caves. 15, 16 inches in length. Probably about 8 eight inches wide, give or take. Um, I mean, for someone in sixth grade going into middle school and seeing something like this, I'm going uh something's not right here and then skipping ahead probably a couple months later we went to another part of kentucky that was known for having uh oh encounters uh daniel boone national forest we had a scout meet up and there was probably about us there was us and probably about eight other uh scout groups there and we were told to for one of our summits go out find some footprints do a cast of them and the winners get a prize so we come back and again I just got this feeling like something was out there watching us and we get back to the camp I put it aside and we all present our uh, footprint cast and one of the leaders goes well I have one for you and it tops all of us. And he presented us with two Bigfoot cast that he made that day, not probably about twenty feet away from where we were staying. Wow. And I'm sitting there going, Okay. <laughs> I'm going, I am I am now a firm believer. So what oh, um, but then um
2: When you guys saw those footprints around the cave, did you go in the cave after that or did you just go no, like I don't blame you? No
3: we yeah. hiked it back and we ended up going over to mammoth cave to do a tour so uh, but no we <laughs> we left like the very next day because we didn't want any more any other part of that area so so
1: were these like the s- like smaller caves that were like off the beaten path from yeah. mammoth cave
3: yeah yeah it's like one of them was completely boarded up like the entrance was. And then there was one that had like a sheer drop off. Uh, so yeah, we didn't even bother about looking at the caves after what we saw. We just kind of hightailed it back to the camp <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and came up with another plan for the day. Probably a good idea.
2: So do you know what happened that made your group leader scream? Did he see something or,
3: or did he hear uh, something or we, we tried asking him when we got back to, uh, our church and he and I swear till this day I mean I'm friends with his son and till this day he will not still talk about what he saw
2: Hmm. I think he saw something he just didn't want yeah it probably scared the living crap out of him I I guess that's why they told you to get in the car I'm I'm assuming yeah (laughs) without a doubt actually
3: (laughs) (laughs) I know but I
2: mean so you had that feeling of being watched. Something else was there. Did you ever smell anything weird or, or bad?
3: I I couldn't tell you if I, if we did or not. I just had like this weird sense that we just weren't alone. I mean, the whole entire area just was creepy. Yeah. In its own way. So, and plus to add a Sasquatch creature near the campsite was kind of like an extra bonus. So it's like I'm going well.
2: yeah and then for the for the guy the next day you guys are bringing back maybe footprints of a dog or a wolf or something or a coyote and he brings back bigfoot castings i mean yeah and he says i just casted these today there's my win yeah Yeah, something weird's going on something something was watching you for sure and around the area i guess um, Mm -hmm. you didn't happen to see anything uh nothing like that just just weirdness and 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 uh and the footprints, so I guess would have been scary enough. Um, did you? Did you kind of want to go in that cave when you saw those footprints? Or because like
3: I kind of did, but um, none of us were experienced with caves, so it just didn't make any sense for us to go into them. Mm-hmm. And we didn't know. I mean, if there was anything else in there that could have been dangerous for us. So mm-hmm.
2: before all this happened, did uh, did you believe in Bigfoot? Did you?
3: I, I didn't. I had no idea what it was. Um, I mean, I, I heard Monster, I mean, I <laughs> to speak truthful. I mean, I was kind of a, I was in a had like a sheltered life, so I just wasn't exposed to that until that day, and it's like, I'm going, alright, I am a true believer, mm-hmm. so.
2: Yeah, I mean, people kind of, not to date me and Brian's age, but people more our age uh, grew up watching the the Patterson-Gimlin film, yeah. and, and I think that A generation or two later, um, you know, kids weren't really talked about that. I mean, kind of Bigfoot's out there, but I think it's looked at as more of a, you know, uh, what's the word I'm looking for, Um, a gimmick kind of thing, Mm -hmm. you know, selling all the Bigfoot memorabilia and the Bigfoot T-shirts. I don't don't think a lot of people do believe, but yet they think it's kind of cool, like the Loch Ness Monster, the Nessie thing, you know, (laughs) people kind of gimmick that as well. Um, But, you know, for, for some people... You know they they get it in their mindset that he's not real, but then they have these encounters or these incidences, and they're like, "Holy cow! This is this isn't somebody out here messing around, right?" Um, you know, I don't think you don't think they did that whole thing as a setup, right? I mean, you guys talked about your leader being freaked out, and I mean, why. we,
3: I mean, like I said, I mean, we all just had after we were rushed to the car and just saw the prints, we all were just in shock, and then. When the other council or uh, scout leader, uh, who was actually putting on the event, at the Daniel Boone National Forest, presented that, presented what he found, we all looked at each other, going, "We saw those not too long ago." And so,
2: <laughs> right. I wonder if the thing that I'm kind of thinking about is. Okay, you were at Mammoth Cave, and you said these other cave systems, were they within walking distance, I take it, of, of the Mammoth no. Cave?
3: Oh, they well, were I mean, the the two were uh, close together, but Mammoth Cave itself was probably about a 20, 30-minute drive Okay. away from it. So, I mean, this was like on private property in the middle of a field that you can't even pull up on Google okay. Maps and find.
2: That makes more sense uh, then. Yeah. I was kind of wondering how close they were to the actual Mammoth Cave itself, and... um we think they're kind of nomadic a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, so as they're passing through that area, whatever time of year they do, they probably use those cave systems as, as shelter or whatever. I was just wondering, are they getting close to civilization when they do that at this point? Or, you know, but, but from what you said. I don't know.
3: But either way, I mean, it still puts the, I mean, it still put the thought of, okay, there is something else out here. It's not a bear. It's not a wolf. It's not anything else like that. And, Um, for something to actually terrorize a full grown man to the point of us, of him saying, or everyone in the car or in the van or whatever that we came in, um, and just hunker down, (laughs) Hey, there was something wasn't right. So
2: did you sleep at all that night when you were camping?
3: I don't think any of us did. No. Yeah, I don't think I would have either.
2: <laughs> There's been a lot of reports of Bigfoot messing with people's tents at night, pushing down on them, pushing in on the sides. Yeah.
3: No, I mean, we didn't have any of that. We just felt like something was off in the distance, just watching the camp the yeah. entire time. Because I mean, We did hear, like, limbs snap, but um, otherwise it was just that feeling of being watched.
2: Mm-hmm. Are you so you do you go out in the woods still today? Are you are you an avid? Oh yeah, I mean I I mean
3: I I love camping, Mm -hmm. uh, and won't keep me away from it. So I mean, uh, I would love to one of these days actually go back to those two places and actually, uh, join up with a a group of uh, squatchers and actually uh, do some stuff. It's like, um, was it when we went to visit my uh, mother in law in Oregon? We went to a a restaurant called uh, Camp 88 and known for having Bigfoot encounters. Um, they also sell like a bunch of Bigfoot merchandise. So I am went out and took a couple of pictures. I saw this great big, uh, a good size stick and there's no one around and I'm going, all right, I'm just going to give this tree, do a couple of tree knocks, see if there actually is anything around. Surprisingly enough, I got a couple back. Yeah. And I walked back to the restaurant. I'm going, did that <laughs> really just happen? So, I mean, I believe that they are out there watching. And I think as they say, I mean, the joke is that they are the world's greatest um, hide-and-seek yeah, <laughs> sure. champions. My but, I mean, it, it's, it's still that fear of the unknown that is there. So, I mean, yeah, I'm, I'm definitely a true believer.
2: I believe you had messaged me at the time. I think, were, were you not around Mount St. Helens? Uh, I was. When, when that was going on, that kind of area? You yeah. You had said you were in that area. We had we'd been talking a little bit here and there trying to get come on the show, and you said that, um, that that was where that was at, I believe. So, yeah. Um, it's What do you think about Bigfoot? I mean, uh, do you think this thing's paranormal at all? Do you think he's just a normal... Uh, you
3: know, as we I think say, it's an unidentified brain. creature. I don't think it's paranormal, um, because if it was paranormal, and I've had my experiences with the paranormal, uh, well, that's a story for another time. If it is, if it was paranormal, there would be no signs of the sucker. There would be right. no footprints. There would be no big broken limbs. There would not be deer carcasses all over the place or anything like that. I believe it is a true, genuine animal that wishes to be not identified it wants to be left alone but we uh keep interfering with its territory and yeah i mean there are some that are been known to uh attack humans like the documentary i'm watching on uh portlock alaska i are Uh, watching that too oh you are did you watch the new episode today is it out? Did it come out today? Yeah, it's on uh, Discovery yeah, Plus. Every, uh, every five, Tuesday. Right? I know uh, what I'm doing I mean, after this show. I believe that, I mean, yep. the more <laughs> we interfere with a creature's habitat, the more they're growing to hate humans. Oh, yeah. And it's like in, invading, they're um, building a land of where coyotes are. They're going to continue to come to the city um, or bears or something like that. I mean, you invade on any kind of property or on any creature's territory. I mean, yeah, they're going to be protective and.
1: Well, that's what we do. Grow
3: hatred. As so a, as a species. I so think that's kind of what right. this one was kind of doing was watching to see what we were going to do. Right. So
2: I think they know us more than obviously way more than we know them. Um, I think they study uh, they study us. They know when to move and when to migrate from A to B, wherever that may be. Uh-huh. They hide out in the deepest depths of the woods where people just don't go. Um, and But sometimes you're going to have that interaction, and I think as a species they're going to continue to grow. Uh, you know, Unless these things are getting killed off, what's killing Bigfoot out there? Nothing. Yeah. Other Bigfoots? No. So do these things live to be 80, 100 years old? You know, we don't know if that's the case. These they're going to start. There's going to be more and more of these things coming mm-hmm. out, and more and more interactions going to happen with humans. And one day something's going to pop up, and there's going to be no denying it, and the government won't be able to cover it up anymore. Which was
3: my next. Well, question. it's like the, what is it? The government now has already said, "All right, fine, UFOs exist." Right. It's going to be the same thing, and I completely agree with you. Agree with you. And it's like an other. Uh, type of unknown species are gonna they're gonna say yeah they're real
1: Uh, i don't i don't think i don't see that happening for a while until the government has a plan yeah if that happens there's either gonna be people running out into the woods trying to trying to kill these things or hunt these things or and two it's gonna kill the logging industry
3: oh yeah
2: yeah, I think it'll blow up religion a little bit as well. Um, change change a lot of things there. Yeah, that's true. Um, sure. Evolution, what have you? Um, but yeah, I, I we we think they're covered up as far as the government goes. And right. and I think you know we like to investigate a little bit, and we do some shows here and there on missing people. And you hear about all these people that go out in the woods and end up missing. They don't find anything, any remnants of them at all. And you wonder what happened to them. You know, did aliens abduct them? Did a Bigfoot get a hold of them? And are they who knows where? Um, so I think a lot of people would, would think that, well, okay, the government says Bigfoot's real. That's what took my kid. That's what, you know, I believe why so-and-so is missing. And, and Brian's right. Go out and try to shoot and kill these things. Yeah. Um, which Which would make them more aggressive toward humans in general, you know. You say you do get out in the woods, though, still?
3: Uh, I I try to. Um, I haven't, as of late, <laughs> uh, being a stay-at-home father just kind of puts a damper on that. But it's right. going into the woods is kind of like my uh, release. <laughs> yeah, yeah.
2: Right. Well, I know you. I know you have a newborn or a fairly newborn. So congrats on that. And Seventeen months, and, and I have another one
3: on the way in May. So okay, congratulations, wow. man. <laughs> and I think the. Uh, Little ones crying for me to come right back on. in. So we'll, we'll let you All get right. off here. We we'll appreciate you coming up. on.
1: Yeah, appreciate well, like it. Like I said, good.
3: I have more stories, so okay. for another time. We'll talk again then.
1: Oh yeah, for sure.
3: All right, guys. Take care. All right, so All right, thanks, guys. See ya.
2: See ya. Good stuff.
1: Yeah, no kidding. That was fun. The
2: uh the Jeremy guy with the the white bigfoot, what it sounds like, with his grandma seeing that thing.
1: Yeah, that was
2: that was interesting. I like talking to these guests that that have seen these things when they were kids. You know, uh, for, for whatever reason, I feel like kids are more honest than than adults sometimes.
1: <laughs> right. Yeah.
2: And, uh, yeah. It's it's good to talk to those guys and change it up a little bit. Um, you know, and not always have always the same thing over and over and over. Right. I like to be informative and and get stuff on here that that helps people understand a little right. bit better and different points yep. of view. So.
1: too. Yeah.
2: All right, man. Yep, it's exciting. It's exciting stuff. fun and all that stuff. I can't wait till the next time.
1: I know it's getting better and better. I think
2: we're going to try to get some more guests on and um, more good content. Mm-hmm. Keep that rolling for you guys every week. Hopefully
1: so hopefully we get some bigger names here in the future.
2: Yep, going to definitely work on that. Um, and if you guys out there have any friends, you know you can you can pass along our our podcast too and, and help get us more listens. We appreciate it as always. And get a, get a hold of us if you guys have seen something. Um, you know, Absolutely. Yeah, let us know.
1: Yeah. All right. We're happy man. to have you on the show.
2: Definitely. Definitely. All right, Brian. Until next time, brother, you take care.
1: Yep, you too. All right. See ya.